Blog Talk Radio. May 3rd, 2017. I don't know if you can hear me because I just had a chat with my guest today and she told me my sound is going in and out. I I don't know what to tell you. I tried to phone in. First, I tried to Skype in. Blog Talk Radio is not accepting my Skype calls. Then I came in on their own Direct Connect system. My guest is telling me my sound stinks. Okay? So then I tried to call in on the phone it says we can't put your call through so then i call anyway (laughs) it's over already the show's not even started and everything's going downhill have some pity for me okay been with them 10 years and it's not working i'm gonna do it as if it works i'm gonna pretend you can hear me okay anyway you know i read a lot of articles articles all the time and some of them They recommend hiring for attitude over experience. Attitude over experience. They say, hey, you can teach skills, but you can't teach attitude. No, you can't teach attitude, and that's why you have to hire for passion. Passion, we don't hear about it that much anymore, but for a while, that's all we heard about, passion. You know, but here's my problem about this uh, Hire for attitude stuff. I've never seen anybody do it in real life. No. But, you know, hey, I say to myself, hey, animal, you're not a guru. You're not writing articles for famous magazines. You're just a guy with a Wayne's World style radio show. And instead of Garth, you've got Jerry and Maureen, right? Who are you? Nobody. But, but, in my research for today's show... I found somebody who agrees with me, somebody I didn't expect to agree with me, and that's my guest for today, J.T. O'Donnell, right? She said 98% of recruiters say that internships are the magic bullet to getting your first job out of university. And you know why? Because employers want people with experience. Imagine that. Mom and Dad, she says... Hey, if you want your kid to get a job, having relevant work experience is their single biggest competitive advantage. If you want your kid to get work, make sure they know what they're doing. Who would have thought that, right? So all you job candidates out there, you can stop pretending to have passion. Save it for the bedroom, okay? It was never convincing anyway. I don't like it. When people pant like a puppy and stand on their hind legs in an interview. If you want to pretend about something, pretend that you've got the experience the employer is looking for, you know. I can't promise it's going to get you the job, but it's better than pretending you don't. Or even admitting you don't. Hey, but I've got a lot of passion. Too bad. Anyway, I'm going to tell you one place that will play host to your passion for real. And Jerry, Jerry, let's show it 
the recruiting animal Thank you, Jerry. No problem. What are you calling from the? uh, You sound like you're in a tunnel. How bad is my sound? Yeah, I can barely hear you. How bad is my sound? You sound pretty good. I'm I'm on my way to Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh. Okay, forget it. Hey, what about you know what? Okay, just be quiet, Jerry. You're you're not on the show today. Just listen, okay? No, oh boy. Not. Well, you're, you're in the truck. How come you're not at home being the you know a sidekick? You gotta go for a Taco Bell. What? There's nothing in the fridge today. Uh, we're having anyway. our uh, kitchen redone, so the kitchen is off limits. Okay, everybody. Jerry's showing you his true colors. I see them all the time, but you don't. Okay? Look. Put it to the side for a second. I just want to say thank you to my sponsors. Before I get started, Martin Snyder at PC Recruiter and Nin Tran over at Hire Tool. And I just want to warn everybody, I'm going to start using some subliminal advertising techniques now. I'm going to try them out. I'm going to slip the names of these companies into conversations without you realizing it, okay? So if you're afraid of being brainwashed, you know, to use a sourcing tool or a specific ATS, I'm just letting you know, hang up now. JT O'Donnell, are you there? I am here. I am ready. Great. Great. I'm going to spell JT. I don't know why. I've told her for years, capitalize some of the letters in your Twitter name. But, no, she doesn't listen to me. Here it is, J-T-O-D-O-N-N. E-L-L, okay? And she's the boss. I'll introduce her. She's the boss over a career, a career, yep, I know, don't tell, okay, just give me a second. Career The name's over. Career, it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, okay, but it used to be career realism. I, I could never say it anyway. It's called Work It Daily now. Work It, Work It, baby! Okay? Work It right. Daily. And, yeah, now, and the, what, you got a million members or something like that? Yeah, we're doing all right. Last month, yeah, okay. about 1.9 yeah. million visits. Yeah. Don't we're rub it in, okay? Okay, uh, okay don't <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> okay. Now it's not me. It's me. everyone else on the team. It's not me. That should be seven or eight. Got an animal? I, I can't hear you, Jerry, when you're stinking cell phone, okay? I said that should be seven or eight, doesn't it? For yeah, it beats seven or eight. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Anyway, now she founded a new club for recruiters where they teach you how to recruit. It's called Recruit Hub. But there's no URL, recruithub.com, is there, JT? No, you got to go to workitdaily.com and just hit for recruiters. Why? I mean, you're, so more, you're way more successful than me. Why do I have to teach you that you should have your unique URL for Recruit Hub? Come on. We'll get on that soon enough. We're kind of a secret club, right? So we've got the, the velvet rope thing going, so you got to find like us. Fight club? We're, we're working like that fight angle. Club? There you go. Like <laughs> exactly. Fight Club. Okay. It's like Fight Club. Perfect. Okay. It's Fight Club okay. for recruiters. You know what? I'll just tell you, don't answer any of these complaints from me, but I, I, I have some complaints <laughs> looking at your website. First of all, I like that sort of mauve color, but you've got people shaking hands. That's so hackneyed. 
okay? That doesn't say to me that you're uh, innovative or cutting edge, which is another term you use in your promotional literature for work at daily. Why would anybody say cutting edge? Everybody says cutting edge. It doesn't mean anything, okay? Just don't answer. And then with the recruiting hub, you call them elite-level courses. What does that mean? You have to be a king or a prince or a princess to get in? No, you just have to have $99. That's all. Okay? <laughs> my final my final complaint. Your partner is Ed, Eddie Nathanson, okay? And he, he likes to be called Eddie. And he told me, you know, you say, oh, together we've got 30 years of combined experience, as if that's not duplicated experience. You know how much experience is on this show right now? A hundred years! A hundred years! But I don't go around saying that because it doesn't mean anything. Okay, now you tell us about your new project. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I'm thinking I got off easy with only three things, and we'll take it all Go under advisement, by the way, since we're new. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty simple. There's plenty of technology out there for recruiting. There's too much technology out there, in my opinion. The one thing that's not What does that mean? You say that technology is making recruiting worse. I do. I do. We're all defaulting to technology. There's three types of recruiters. There's the the reactive recruiter, which isn't even a recruiter, right? So they're just taking the tech and pushing paper and looking at reviews and getting blurry-eyed. Then there's the proactive no, no, recruiter. No, no, okay, no, there's no, a no, step no. up. And then there's I, the interactive. Tell, hold on. Hold, wait, 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 wait. I can tell okay. you know, you've done this too many times. You're doing it in your sleep. I that haven't. Work on I this. haven't. Yes, you have. I, that, I saw it. I, I haven't. read it in your article. I read it in your article, and now I just see the way you're coming out with it. There's the loser recruiter, okay, and that's the <laughs> one who he, they just post and pray, right? They post, post and pray. Right. That's Bring it. Yes. Do. Okay, we'll call him the loser recruiter. Fair enough. Okay. And what's the next Then we've one? got the recruiter that's a little dangerous. Let's go there. little dangerous, right? They've got a little knowledge. They're using the tools. They think they're pretty good, but that's it's the, not working oh, anymore. That's the loser recruiter. Right. There's about That's 90% of recruiters out there, right? And then there's the, that third group. Hold and on that's a the group that could my guy over things. There's the loudmouth recruiter. You call them the hunters, right? And you said they know they can't just post ads. They have to go out and uh, target people. They have to source and approach people right. directly. But, but you said they're yell and sell recruiters. They don't know how to exactly. do it smoothly. They offend people. That's the problem with them, right? Yeah, right now. And they're using the tech and yelling and selling and getting nowhere. Absolutely. Okay, so now, now we got the goody goodies. This is like Goldilocks, uh, right? There's the Papa Bear, the Mama Bear, and there's the, there's the oatmeal that's just right. The goody goodies. Tell us about them. They're the MacGyvers. They're the ones that don't need all the fancy tech to recruit because they've got the skills and they understand the process. They know what to do. Technique is at the core of what they do and why they're successful. And we just need more technique-driven recruiters out there. That's where the real results lie in times like these, especially in tight labor markets. It all comes down to technique. You're going to see, unfortunately, you can see recruiters getting fired this year, lots of them, because they're not delivering. And it's because they hid behind technology for too long and they didn't develop their technique, and that's why we created Recruit Hub. Bullshit. Uh -huh. Partly, okay. partly bullshit. <laughs> What's a bullshit? No, no, I agree with her, but part of it, I think, is the if you're talking about Fortune 500 JT, I think part of it is that they hire badly. They don't hire for what they should hire for for recruiters and TAs, 
and they're firing Preach. them because they never should have been hired in the first place. Agreed. Don't disagree with you at all. They hired the wrong, again, we're talking the same language. They hired people that didn't have the technique, really weren't skilled at their craft. Completely okay. agree with you. Here's, what, and they're gonna here's how you describe Okay. Here's how she describes the – no, she said they're not. She said those, those recruiters are facing a cliff. I don't know what proof she has, but that's what she just said. But I want to describe the good recruiters, the goody-goodies, okay? They understand that top talent doesn't want to be sold. I have to tell everybody, I feel a bit bad that Bill O'Reilly has gone down, not because I support his uh, sexual um, uh, you know, harassment uh, activity. Uh, I don't at all. Uh, I don't at all. Alleged, alleged. Okay, okay. But I like people. People complain. People complain. People complain that yeah, that he would. Uh, what was it? Yeah, that he would just get his guest there. He wouldn't let him talk, and he'd lecture to them. I like that. Okay. Now I'm going to lecture to JT. This is the only time I get to beat her. Otherwise, she's beating me all over the place. Lecture okay. away. She's, Oh, I'm doing. Hey, I'm just reading your own stuff back to you. You say that the goody-goody recruiters understand that top talent doesn't want to be sold. Well, we have to figure out what sold means. Okay, I'm going to ask you in a minute. They know how to build relationships by creating mutual trust and respect. Now, I saw you say in your video that the key to building relationships is just a matter of calling the same people again and again and sending them little notes that you know of articles and stuff that they might find interesting. Is that what building relationships means? No, no, I think you misinterpreted that. It's it's about adding value. It's about adding value. Adding value. I don't Definitely. know what that means. I don't know what that means. So, Go ahead. Tell me, tell anytime me. so if I reach out to somebody, you reach out to me and you provide me reach something out. of value. I read it, I watch it. And it, it made yeah. a measurable difference. It it resonated with yeah. me. Your, yeah. My trust and respect factor with you just went up, and I do that enough Didn't times. Didn't I just say that? You and you're going to get to a point. Articles that people like? Didn't I yeah, say that you, a minute you ago? Made it, I know, but you made it sound negative when reality is positive. So, okay, then we'll go with it's fine. It's totally fine. But I, let's go back to that idea of being sold. Can we talk about that yet? Can yeah, I, because hold on, I think let that, me say, in another article, you say recruiting is selling, and you put it in capitals. What does selling mean? You never yeah. said. Go ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely. Recruiting is selling, but you, if you're really good at what you do, you, people don't feel sold to. That's the key difference. Really good salespeople don't make people feel sold to. They make them feel like a partner. They make them feel like it was their idea to buy that product service. So with good talent, you make it their idea. They're as much as buying into that role that you're recruiting you, them for. You, you know what? I've as, heard that my whole life. I heard that my whole life, and, you know, make it the other guy think that it's his idea. I never really understood what that meant. Is the other guy an idiot? I mean, <laughs> no, you just let them go through their own thought process. No, it's my idea. No, they just have to go through what? their own thought process. They have to come to their own realization that this is a good fit, no, as opposed to having stuff down their throat. how you sell someone. Give me an example of selling somebody, and you make it think it's their idea. Well, what does that mean? Well, well, I'm certainly not going to. <laughs> Animal, their idea. I mean, a, a good recruiter is going to ask questions and, yeah. you know, their reasons for possibly wanting to make a change. And that's what you always come back to. So, Ooh, that's cake. you know, it is their decision. It is their decision. And you're exploring a conversation with them and finding out what drives them and what, what they need to yeah. hear about the opportunity. It's, it's, again, it's not feeling sold to. It's, it's 
allowing them to educate themselves through the interactions with you. And that yeah, makes a huge difference. A I mean, choice. really good talent. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's giving That's them a choice, it really... it's possibly a step to bettering their life and their family. They don't, have to, mm-hmm. they don't have to walk through that door, but you're giving them a choice. I mean, at Workadaily, uh, we work with job seekers every day, and they're informed yeah. candidates. They are people that yeah. want to choose their next job. They want to feel like I chose that company, not they chose uh-huh. me. They want to go and buy the car of their dreams, not go to the used car parking lot and figure out what's available and buy it. And that's a lot yeah. of what job search is like for the majority of people. The hot candidates, they want to choose, and, that, and that's what you have to allow them to do. Well, I still don't understand what you mean. Is there persuasion? Is sales and persuasion the same word? Is sales and persuasion no, no. the same? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm my guest, okay? Let her try first. No, but that's a great – they can answer for me, absolutely. Those are different things. I, you're not trying to persuade the person. You're trying to educate them and build a relationship so they trust you and say, you know what, this does make sense for me. I got enough information. I'm going to pull the trigger, and I'm going to join your team. So hold on. So you, you hold, hold on, Al, Al. I'm bringing Alan on in a second. I'm just trying to understand. I don't like it when things are vague, okay? So I started my own show where I can torture people until they tell me the truth, okay? Now, here's the thing. You, 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 you said. You said you want them to trust and respect you, and then they'll do what you're telling them to. You send them enough articles and videos, and, and then they'll just say, no. okay, JT, okay. Okay, Alan Fleur, you come in now since you've got you – you're well, burning I'm to I'm going to help you understand this animal. So if somebody's buying a house and they, and they go with one of the 90% of stupid realtors and they say, I want to buy in Beverly Hills 90210. Why? Because it's 90210. And they can't afford it. A good realtor is going to say, well, tell me what you want. I want two bedrooms and two baths. I want this. I want this. Why? Why? Because I want a good school district. I want room for the kids. I want this. And then you start educating them by showing them. The, a good realtor will say, I'll show you the first three houses, and if you don't want to bid on them, I'm not doing my job. That's just like recruiting. You just start, what are you looking for? What are you good at? What can you do? And you start guiding them and helping them discover what they're good at, which is why ninth her comment about all these recruiters are going to get dropped, they never should have been recruiters anyway. Okay, hold on a second. With that model, it's a little yep. different. A recruiter has a specific job to fill, okay? So you go out calling people and saying, hey, I've got this position. Are you interested in it? And if they say no, where does the selling come then? According to you, I don't, you know. I, maybe I'm not going to ask you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, stopped, you started in the wrong place. I don't want to tell them about the job immediately. I want to learn about them. I want to see what they're up to. They know why I'm calling. If they're smart, they you don't know why I'm calling. You can't talk about the job first, man. Right. You Animal, to you got to talk about them and find out yeah. if they match what, you know, the myriad of positions that you currently have available. But you okay, don't Michael start G. talking Cox. to them about a My, yeah. Michael you don't G. start Cox, talking about an opportunity. I let you talk, Mike. I like I like calling on you. You haven't spoken up for a few weeks or months. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, that's why you're not getting paid. Okay. okay so uh, so but here's the thing. If if I don't talk right away, I lose my train of thought. So <laughs> you got one job, so you let them talk about themselves, and then you can't say, "Oh, okay, so you don't want the the navy suit." I think you look but you better. You don't in have this just case. one job. Yes, you Nobody do. Nobody has just one job. No, no. You, you might have one job today, and are you going to focus just on that one job today? What if I have a job today? And guess what? I might have another job tomorrow. You've got to talk about them 
about these opportunities that you might not even have today. So if you're trying to sell somebody into one position that exists just today, that's not going to happen. I'm going to add on that too. It's right for you. What are you looking for? Yes. Right. Jim and and if I know what you're looking for tomorrow, guess what? I know who to call. Yeah. I'm just going to dive into it. Yeah, I just want to say, how many times have you walked into a store bent on knowing exactly what you wanted to buy and walking out with something different? It happens to me. And when okay. it happens to me, it happens because I the person I interacted with absolutely <laughs> asked me questions, got me thinking, educated me, and suddenly my mind shifted about what I wanted. And I left going, boy, I'm glad I, I made that purchase. I can't tell you how many times recruiters, good recruiters do this. Good recruiters do this. Okay. They, they have a person okay. who's bent on not working there, and now they are. That's a good I've got a great example. Go ahead. Got, got a great example. Okay, I went to Go Taco ahead. Bell. I went to Taco <laughs> Bell. I knew I was going to have some tacos. I ordered two. <laughs> the lady said, why don't you just make that three? And I said, you know something? I sure will. So I ended up leaving with not what I went for, what I went for, plus some. Okay. Great. Jerry. Jerry. What happened to Jerry, am I right in believing Am I right in believing that you need us to pray for one of your job orders right now? We offer that service um, here. You know, it would have helped earlier. Um, just, just, just send up good thoughts. I don't know if I need a full prayer on it. Good okay. Okay, so hold on a second. I've defined it now. Everybody on the show but me thinks in terms of the clothing store model of recruiting, where you come in and you've got racks and racks of stuff to offer the candidate, and uh, no. even if it's not today, oh. it's over time. No, no, no. We, we pretend that's the measurements. Yes, that's what you're we saying. Pretend. You take the measurements and you say, uh, you know what, you came in for this, but I think you'll, you'll, you'll be happy with this one instead, because I've got so much to offer. I see it as no. a scarcity model, Okay. Go that's ahead. A, that's, a, that's a pricing model. What? You know, Jim, if you'd only – I love to hear from you. If you would only call on a good phone once in a while, I would be so happy. <laughs> I'm always what having did to you a say? board meeting on Wednesdays. I said it's a, that's okay, a pricing what, model what? where you, you show a suit. You, you, you are mistaking persuasion and sales here. What we're saying is we're creating an environment where we're making them think about their job, what they want in life. We're talking about our many jobs, even if we only have one. But we're not – we're basically saying, I have something that might be of use to you. Maybe it's not. Let's talk about it. At which point, like, well, what do you have? So it's, uh-huh. it's about setting the terms of the conversation, not necessarily having one job or 30. That doesn't matter. But they have to feel okay. that way so they don't feel pressured. Do you have something you want to plug, Jim? Not at the moment. <laughs> can yes, I, can you I also do. You can have those webinars. Okay, but well, hold on a second. Let me segue. I don't like that term really, but I used it. Let me move into some other issue that JT says. JT believes that to make money, you've got to have a niche, which is what you guys seem to be saying, because you have to have a lot of, of the same kind of thing to offer. If you're doing accounting jobs, you've got to have a lot of accounting jobs, even over time, if not right now. And, and she says that because, JT, interrupt me whenever you want. I'll, I'll, I'll give way to you if necessary. She says that 
in order to build a relationship with someone, you've got to talk to them again and again and again. And you're only going to have a reason to do that if you're working in their field all the time. Is that right, JT? You have to have a niche for that reason? Well, what you're referring to is something that was in the context of somebody asking about a full desk recruiting. So I'm starting my own full desk. I've got to find clients. I've got to find candidates. I've got to match them up. How do I do that as quickly as possible? How do I make some money? And that response was, yes, start with a niche. Because if you're going to try to serve everybody, you're not going to traction. So if we've got a certain type of candidate and a certain type of skill set or industry that we're focused on, those matches are going to be better. You're going to go de- deeper in those relationships. You're going to, it's going to be more customized. You're going to see results. So in yeah, that respect, according yeah. to what you just said, you can't even really sell if you don't have a niche because you don't have a wide range of things to offer the person. You know what? Right. Well, let's Put think about it. People hire – people, people pay for specialists. JT, I don't have a million uh, followers like you. i got to do some ads. <laughs> and we're already halfway through. Okay, One point now. Kill me. Okay, everybody. Just if I will block everybody if you don't let me talk this. Okay, lend me your ears. Okay, remember we're talking about stores. What about clothing stores? Big and small, we fit them all. Big and small, we fit them all. That's what you'd expect to hear from someone in the men's apparel business. George Richards, big and small, but it's true in the ATS business as well. Yes, it is. And here's the proof. PC Recruiter proves that a solo recruiter and a big corporation can use the very same application. A big company, small company, they both use the same thing. And you know how PC Recruiter knows that? Because they've got thousands of customers, big ones, small ones, and they all use the same software, and they all get the same high-quality service. You might use a fraction of PC Recruiter's capabilities, or you might use all of it. Either way, they love you. PC Recruiter loves you. You know that song, If Loving You Is Wrong. I don't want to be right, but it isn't wrong. So so check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Tell them Animal sent you. Thank you. JT, I forgot what I asked you. Do you remember? Yes, we were talking about specialists versus generalists. So I think that, I I mean, I know, I don't really have much to say other than, you know, people... Let me guide you. Let me guide you, okay? I need your guidance. I need it. Go yeah, go back to telling oh, us. Oh I can't about hear you. Wait, wait. Hub. Oh there you are. Oh oh you're out again. Wait, I can't hear you. There you are. What can I do? I'm paying for a service that screws me every week. Okay? <laughs> now, not in a good look. way. <laughs> yeah, not in a good way. You're right. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> You know, last time JT was on, which was a number of years ago, people wanted to marry her. I got people calling in saying that she's single. Okay, now um, let me see. Yeah, finish telling us about Recruiter Hub, because that's why you're here. You want everybody to know. It's only $99, right? Yeah, Recruit Hub. It's Recruit Hub. It's $99 a month. Courses Coaching Community. So you get the courses, the video courses, you can binge watch. Yes. Yep. $99 a month. So you get the courses, which you can binge watch. You get the coaching. So Ed Nathanson and myself at your disposal. And you get community, which is honestly my favorite part. 
because we all get in there together on a private Slack group, all these different channels, asking questions, posting. It's, it's your Facebook group, but I'd say on steroids, and it's a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks. Put me down. Okay. I don't mind. You come on the show and put me down. Can I ask a question? Animal. Go ahead, Kathy yeah. Manis. Um, I had someone ask me yesterday how she could get her sister into recruiting. So would this be a tool that would be good for beginners? Absolutely. Exactly. So we have three levels of courses in there. The first course is going to be all about those fundamentals, those basics. The second round is going to be about developing your skill sets. And the third round of courses is about that recruiter we've all been talking about today. How do you become truly strategic and have the right technique? And for someone who wants to get into it, we want you to start from the very beginning. And that's why we're now reaching out to companies and saying, put your recruiters in this. Let's, let's go back, because I'll tell you, I, what came out of this, I was working with a company last year, we gave them an assessment, and we said, okay, recruiters, assess yourselves. And it was amazing how strongly these recruiters assessed themselves, but then when we sat down and started talking about their abilities, they didn't know what they didn't know. They thought they were good at things they weren't good at. And so to realize that and say, wait a minute, we've got to start over. Let's get them to really prove themselves with each of these, these and build on that, and that's what it does. You know, people wanted me to Man, sing with you. Actually, I actually had a great. song, Rebel Yell. Did you want to sing Rebel Yell for a few uh, few lines yeah. of that before we continue? We no. can sing you know Rebel that, Yell. Well, oh, well, you're going to need music. To I'm going to need auto tune. You're going to need no, no. background it, music. No, for there's me never any music. I'll just sing count three and we'll we'll sing a few lines. Okay. One, two, three. In the midnight hour. Come on. She cried. She cried. More, 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 more. We go to the yeah. She cried more, more, more. I can do it. Come on. Okay. I'm lip curling. I'm fist pumping. I'm I'm doing the expressions. I'm just not good with the singing. It's bad. Look, look, everybody. If you want to see what their at least their videos are like, I watched a half a dozen of them yesterday, and I have to say they're very good. Okay, Uh, and they're on YouTube. How do they find them on YouTube? Go and search Recruit Hub. Absolutely, just put Recruit Hub, all one word in, and you will find it. Or uh, you can go to our channel, Work It Daily. Okay, and she's there with her partner. I guess he's your partner in this, Ed Nathan, son. Ed Nathanson, Eddie Nathanson, right? He, yeah, he's I'm going to call him Eddie now, thanks to you. I, yeah, he is good. He's no nonsense. We don't always people. agree. Yeah, we uh-huh. don't always you agree, and that's the best part. Agree. Yes, you do. No, we you don't. Know, if no, we people, don't. If people disagreed as, as much as you guys disagree, they'd be friends forever, okay? <laughs> Jerry and I, we don't agree. Jerry and I don't agree, okay? I don't agree with anybody on the show. That's non-agreement. You and this guy agree about almost everything. Although, i got to tell you, he took a beating on the my Facebook group that you denigrated. He, uh, my, my you know, 98-pound weakling Facebook group, because he is 100% against asking what your current salary is, and there's a lot of heavyweight recruiters with many years of experience, many more years than the 30 years combined of you two guys, including Jerry, and they trashed him, okay? Although he did have his support. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody trashed me. Hey, there he is. You trashed trashed Jerry. Jerry, didn't yeah. you talk about, didn't you speak, whatever I say, Jerry automatically has to say the opposite. That's non-agreement, okay? I don't Jerry, know there was an article. I don't know you're wrong, dude. 
you know what, JT? I got a question for you. If somebody, if you set somebody up for an interview and they don't show up, should you cancel them right away? Is that a sign this candidate is not going to work? <laughs> That's a great question. I, you know what? Out of I just out of curiosity, I have to hear their excuse. I do. I, I have to hear it. I have to hear it in their voice. I'd probably say one out of 100 times, I might honestly believe what went down and give them a second chance. But 99% of the time, it's done. But I still want to hear it. I don't know. There's just that person in me. So, animal, animal, you've you've mischaracterized the scenario. Mine is if the candidate wants to reschedule the first interview before it has even happened. I'm not talking about a no-show. I'm talking about, hey, I've got an interview tomorrow. Um, I can't make it. Can we reschedule for next week? Here's my answer. No. Period. End of story. And it's a policy that I believe is firmly uh, rooted in factual uh, 20 years of actual hardcore data. So, beat that. Yeah, I, mean, the first, yeah, I think the first question you asked is, then why did you agree to it in the first place? I guess that I, I, that's my gut reaction, too. Why did you agree to this? So, I still uh, want to hear why. Because, you know, one... I, I wanted to say one, no, but you kept trying to close me. And then, she, she again, talked, I think we put it right over her, okay? No, it's okay, right. JT, I, I'm with I'm with I'm ninety percent of the way there with him. JT, I do. Are I you saying that, you have a tough side? No, no. You come across as sweet. That's your brand, okay? Uh, and uh, but do you, are you saying you have a tough side behind the scenes? If someone says I want to, I want to reschedule. No way, buddy. Screw you. Get out of here. Is that is that JT? Like I said, probably and, and the, on that scenario. They they agreed to the interview. Now they're calling to reschedule. I will ask and hear why. But I would t- I would tell you I'm I'm with him on that. Ninety nine times it's going to be nope. We're done. The one time it better convince me that that you know something really happened that you had to switch. You know if you're super sick and I can hear it in your voice. No, I don't want you to come and get me sick too. Right? There, there may be something like that. And I'd uh-huh. like to add. Let me just add my reason. Okay, is I found after tracking this for about fifteen years. Never did the person that I rescheduled because I used to reschedule them and say, "Yeah, all right, no problem." Never did that result in a in a placement. Never. So now I talk to people about that specific fact. Uh, hey, animal, I know you want to reschedule for next week, but can I can I share something with you? After 15 years of rescheduling people from time to time, none of those people ever got a, got the position. Do you really want to be one of the people in that category? Do you think that you're the one in 15 years that's going to break that cycle? I don't think so. So then you're having a real discussion. Well, I, I'm not really that super motivated to, you know, the job doesn't really sound that great or whatever. But then you're talking about the truth. But too many recruiters will just blindly reschedule it for next Tuesday only to then have to call next Tuesday to their manager and say, yeah, Larry's not going to make it. Um, he has decided that he doesn't want to look in. Hey, nip all that in the bud, and you'll look a lot better with your customers. Act like you thank know you what's too. going on for a change. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh. Kathy Manis. Thank Kathy you. Manis, still with us? Kathy. Yeah. Kathy. Okay, you gave, you, gave JT, you gave JT a good opportunity to talk about her offering, her Recruit Hub project, by asking, you know, it, what level people is it for? Do you have another question that might give her another opportunity? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
if, if you're they if call you're that the Donna Brazil, by the way, Animal. That is the new question <laughs> format. The Donna Brazil. If you bring in beginners, <laughs> that is funny. If you bring in beginners or beginners come to you, how do you um, educate them on how to present an opportunity over the phone? Great question. So there's a video tutorial on how to do that along with templates to show them. But then what they can do is go into the live chat, put together their very first presentation, send it to us, we review it and say, looks good to go, tweak this or that, you're ready, give it a try. So the theory here is that you, don't, you can't sit next to them all day and be their coach, but if they have this virtual technology that they can leverage by reaching out to us, we can be there for them. We can help them in the moment. We can help them make tweaks and changes and, and get that confidence. And that's really the important thing because coaching is about being there in that moment, giving them that critical feedback so that their skills get developed. They get through the roadblock. And that's what we love about it. People are coming in and saying, my glass door, this is the review I got on glass door. Um, here's the response I wanted to write. Okay, that looks good. This looks bad. Fix this. Or here's how I want to reach out to a pro, a candidates that I think you know, we want to introduce to our jobs. How do I do that? So we customize that. Can I ask you a follow-up? So once sure. they go through your course, how do they sell themselves to a company to say that they have experience if they really have only done your course? Right. Well, I think the first thing they're going to say is that I took this course and I've worked with these two and here's what I've learned. But you're going to be honest and say, I'm a first-time recruiter, but unlike other people that are just jumping into the job, I have all this background and experience. So you're, you're still going to go into some level of an entry-level job but you're going to be able to say that I went through this program and I was trained by these individuals. It's kind of like being an intern, which you think is good, but I always think only rich yeah. kids could be, uh, afford to be interns yeah. working for free. But we'll come back to right. that. I have to do another ad. I have to do another ad, okay? I don't have a million. I'm not going to sneak these in. <laughs> you know what? I thought Maureen was going to do it, whisper the name, right? I tried to say, <laughs> she, no, I, don't, she, I don't hear anything from her. <laughs> I tried to, you know, leverage. I tried to leverage it. You know, I don't know, JT. Get rid of all those bad words. Reach out. Leverage. You know what another word for leverage is? Use. Okay? Three letters. Much better. Another okay. one is hey, leverage. Everybody. Leverage. <laughs> leverage. Who cares? Okay? Don't talk about it. Hire tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Here's my ad for Hire Tool today. You know what, everybody? I don't really have to advertise this. I just have to repeat what people are saying about it on Facebook. Let me see if the COO is on the line. Nin Tran, are you here? No. Okay. He, you know, afterwards he'll, he'll call me, he'll talk to me on Facebook. He'll say, I wanted to be there, but I was so busy doing demos. Okay, I don't care. I can do it. Here's what the people say on Facebook. It allows you, Hire Tool allows you to cut and paste a job description into it, and then it's going to create a Boolean search string for you. And the fact that it lets you source across multiple platforms like GitHub, Stackflow, Indeed, LinkedIn on the same page is absolutely amazing. I didn't say it. People said it. Recruiters in the trenches talking about this fantastic new sourcing tools. Here's another one. I also find that it is more accurate than its major competitors 
when it comes to finding phone numbers and email addresses. At first, I thought that's all it was for, but no, it's a full-fledged sourcing tool at the price point that's very reasonable. I've got it here, but I don't want to mention it. I don't know if I'm supposed to. It's cheap. And people are giving up their LinkedIn recruiter accounts for much cheaper $60 a month LinkedIn accounts plus a higher tool account and saving thousands and thousands of dollars a year. Okay, so check it out. Nintran, you know, higher tool spelt with a funny T-U-A-L and Nintran with an H, N-I-N-H. Tran, okay? That's the guy you want to talk to. And go get their free Chrome extension at HireTool.com. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Thank you. J-T, were you going to tell us something before I rudely interrupted? Uh, No, I lost my train of thought. You're just so distracting. I am, but you're oh, okay. so distracting. I get so caught up in what you're saying. I'm like taking notes. Higher tool, T-U-A-L. I mean, I can't stop, yeah, yeah, so I don't got remember. You, you got, you, yeah, people are raving about it. I don't have to promote it. They really are. Okay. Oh, um, it's hey, great. Here's, okay, you know what? i got to talk about something that it's kind of – you uh, talk in one of your articles about this background, social media background checking tool. I think it's called FAMA, F-A-M-A. Okay, and yeah. they say – you can't, a recruiter or someone in HR, they can't do a, a background search on the candidate on social media themselves because then they're going to see things that they're not supposed to see. So you have to, you know, get a plausible deniability, hire this third-party company to go and check only specific things for you, okay? And what they're looking for is not whether you're drinking or smoking. They're not interested in that stuff anymore. They want to see if you're saying bigoted, misogynistic things online. Am I right about that, JT? Do I have it correctly? You do. I thought their research was really interesting because it showed that, hey, you can have a beer. You can show pictures of you partying, and their data proved that that had less of an impact on somebody's professional success and performance, and that's what – got me looking at that that information so it's kind of interesting stuff and i just think it's incredible that we can start to figure out whether people are secretly bigoted or you know misogynist i I found it really scary because it's easy on social media i've complained about it many times that you know you say something reasonable you're just having an honest discussion before you know it there's people calling you sexist imprint racist (laughs) imprint Uh, and when these guys go around they say hey you know he said that you know girls might not want to get drunk in public uh accusing the victim hey he's sexist that's that's dangerous you're not you're supporting rapists and you're not supporting rape culture do you think you'd get in in trouble if uh this company fama came upon a discussion like that well they're looking for patterns so they're an isolated incident isn't going to necessarily qualify you for that they're looking for for patterns in your terminology here's one uh there was a fight with jk rowling you remember her i do Okay, she's the author here. She was defending Serena Williams. I don't know, last summer it became a big issue. Somebody said she's got uh, biceps like a man, okay? I've never seen a a woman with biceps. At that point, I I thought he was right. I'd never seen, you know, they might catch me, okay? I'd never seen a a woman with such big arms, right? Uh, J.K. Rowling said this guy was crazy. I mean, if he said uh, that, yeah, she's got big biceps, and he said that, 
you know, young women should not get drunk in public places. Is that is he getting in trouble? Is he going to be in trouble? Well, I don't have the algorithm on the technology, but I think if he has a pattern of this repeatedly and you're seeing it in his different social profiles, yes, he's going to get flagged. But I think it's like anything. If that comes up and it's an isolated incident, you're going to evaluate that and say it was one incident. What if they're just contrary? They don't agree with the, you know, they're not racist. They're not sexist. They don't just agree with the exact same uh, anti-sexism and anti-racism stances that other people do. And I'm going to note something, JT. You have argued in your articles on Inc. Magazine, or I think it was Inc., that there is hiring prejudice against white men. You've said that, right? Yes, absolutely. There is. There is right now. Most definitely. Are you going to... Are you going to get uh, called a racist by a company like this? It's scary. No, I mean, I'm not going to get called a racist by a company like this, no. But I think somebody who is constantly making comments against men, against older men, I mean, if if they were always making jokes, it would show up in their social feed. One could deduce that they do have... You're defending white men. You're defending white men. That suggests that maybe you're anti-woman or something like that, right? (laughs) Is is that a problem? No. Oh, got it. Okay, no, no. It doesn't suggest that at all. Okay, tell us about that, why there's hiring prejudice against white men. Go ahead. Well, it's not me per se, but the studies and the observations show that people are expecting more out of men, and in times like this, if they've been unemployed, for example, they're in their 50s, they're automatically assuming they want more money, that they're going to be more set in their ways, they're going to be more demanding, and you've got the rise of, of younger managers and a changing of the guard in terms of generations in the workplace, and they're identifying that with their older parents and saying, I don't want that. And so there's literally generational bias going on that it you, impacts you the company to today. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I expect example. more money. I'm more demanding, and I'm certainly set in my ways. Right, right. right. And so JT. the assumptions there, that's a bias. Absolutely. Higher no, bias JT, right there. JT, you, you described a generational bias, not a, not a racial bias. You said white men. There's prejudice against white men, not Asian men, not South Asian men, white men. Why? Because we have the majority of the population here that we're focusing on are white males. So, yes, it would be not only gender, it would also be race, but it would also be generational. Great point. I should go back and annotate that. No, but, you dodged you know, you the there. bullet there. <laughs> you're not t- you know, you're, I, don't, I won't force you. You don't want to address that issue, okay? I was surprised that you had the nerve to talk about this in the uh, article. I've never seen anyone discuss it before. And the thing is, but it's true, and it's name, happening. Your name, JT, they can't right away say, oh, she's a woman. Uh, I can't accuse her of anything. Uh, they might think you're a man. <laughs> I can't accuse her of anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh I mean, I get mistaken for a guy all the time. People fail to, ch- fail to check all the time. People, t- t- you know, call up here, call the office and ask for him. Right? It's, it's incredible. Jerry, look, she, she just told us about this spy agency that's going around gathering your remarks, uh, and who knows how it assesses them. Uh, she, you know, she could be putting her neck out a lot. You should uh, be thanking me. You should be thanking me. I did you a public service. I let you know that this is out there, and now you've got to watch it. I'm not white. And those, Jerry, of us, <laughs> those of us who work for ourselves don't ever have to worry about it. That's right. I don't care that's what right. people dig up on me. I'm still going to keep myself working. Okay, since we're talking about prejudice, you are very big on culture fit. Everybody says culture fit is just an excuse for for prejudice. Hooey, it's hooey. I'm being. Yeah, that's JT, I, I'm making you uncomfortable. JT, is this? No, I don't get. I'm think. 
No, this is great. I mean, I am I am big on culture fit. I think that's what we call it. Do I do I feel like I'm part of the tribe? Do I feel comfortable here? Do I, but I think people have such varying definitions of culture, right? And and for me, culture is how we our beliefs, our values, how we structure things, how we do things, how we execute, right? It's and so it's more that. So yeah, I still think that's really important when you're why would I bring somebody in who's not going to do feel comfortable executing the way the rest of us execute, right? That's, but but yeah. but doesn't that go directly opposed to diversity? No, I don't think so because huh. you can have diversity and people will still approach things the same way. So we, we have something called a career decoder and we have people take it. And what it does is it identifies your top personas, your workplace personas, how you like to create value, how you like to deliver value. And if you know those and you know that those will be respected and valued in an organization, you're going to knock it out of the park. So then that wouldn't be diverse. That would be thinking the same way as everybody else. That's yeah, like non-diverse. What do you define diverse? But you're calling diversity I don't know. It's, still it's, it's a buzzword I, out there. I don't yeah, know. What is diversity? I don't, what exactly, diversity are we looking right? for? Exactly. And I'm saying diversity. I can quote her. Call she me. says there's no point there's no point in forcing everyone to work with someone who doesn't mesh with the existing group. Okay? Mm, that's okay. Yeah, it sounds like recruiting in Silicon Valley. That's what she says. Yeah. People assume when a doesn't work out that the person couldn't no. do the job. But no, it usually has to do with the person's personality. If you don't fit in, mm. it makes it hard for people to work with you. Mm. Okay? It affects productivity. That's what JT says. Okay? Absolutely. So she wants- completely stand by that. I completely stand but, by that. That's but, not diversity. We're not talking about diversity there. But businesses shouldn't be in business to be productive. They should be in business to employ diverse people. Don't listen to him. Don't let him distract no, I, yeah, you. I can't, no, right. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I gotta, no, I just. I that was. I, I probably went over your head, animal. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I apologize. Hey, everybody. Hey, remember what I said a few minutes ago? Lend me your ears. You know who said that? Shakespeare. And you know what? He wrote me the other. <laughs> he wrote me the other day. He sent me an email. <laughs> and he told From me he wants me to say. He wants me to tell you that PC Recruiter has a lot of new features, but you know what? I just want to focus on one of them, and you're going to see it's very Shakespearean, I promise. I want to focus on it because I can't say it right. That Elizabethan lingo, it's just too tough for me. And you know what that phrase is? Comprehensive semantic text search. Can you say it? Comprehensive semantic text search. I don't know if uh, Richard III said it or Romeo and Juliet, but it's out there, okay? And this Okay, I'll tell you what, Animal, I hate to interrupt, because you know I don't. Go ahead. That makes it seem like the product is too complicated for me. You just scared me off. I don't want it. I need something that's a lot easier. I don't need any comprehensive digital... Tech you know what? Then maybe criteria. I should use. Maybe you know, Jerry. Maybe you've got a point. I shouldn't use that. Oh, I always have a point. Word. I don't say something if it's not making a point. Okay, that's a four-word feature, you know, and really it's not that Too hard. Many. Here's what it does. It just improves your search functions on PC Recruiter. It makes it it makes it fantastically searchable. So I wouldn't know how to work it, man. That's too name. technical for me. I don't know anything about yeah. that. 
comprehensive semantic text search. So I'm going to maybe get back to Martin Snyder, who's the boss over there at PCRecruiter.net, and I'm going to tell him I'm getting feedback. Don't use that label. It's don't tell too him who, complicated. Don't tell him where the okay? feedback came from, though. Just say it was just somebody. Don't tell him it was me. I'll say from my audience. There you go. <laughs> okay. From my not million person. Anyway, everybody, PC Recruiter's got all these new features, and they make it fantastic. Martin said it's got the best search tools this side of Andromeda, or whatever that is, okay? Oh. I would say Krypton. Wow. <laughs> I would say Krypton. So check it out at PCRecruiter.net, PCRecruiter.net. He calls it the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, and I kind of like that. But I just say, PC Recruiter loves you. Okay, back to my fantastic guest. The time's almost gone. She, you know, she might not come back for another nine years. <laughs> who, no, who knows? Who knows? That's not true. I'll come back anytime. I can't believe you had me okay, on. Well, I'm, I'm amazing to have you. Here's, but let's let's talk a little more about this uh, bias thing. Okay, we'll beat it to death. There's you yeah. guys, Ed Nathanson. He went on and on, Eddie, talking about unconscious bias, and you've written about it as well. But none of these people who are preaching unconscious bias, none of them come out and say on their videos or articles, "Hey, I'm a racist. <laughs> I'm sexist, everybody." You know what? They just talking. I guess you just it's implied. You know, it's just too. Go ahead. You tell me. What, what, what's your response to that? Everyone's biased. That was the whole point of it. We all have bias. No, no. Bias, I mean, it's, we just bias have to hunt. is different than saying racist and sexist. I'm biased is different than saying, hey, I'm racist and sexist. There was a guy preaching this stuff to me on, on uh, Twitter. So I said, are you saying you're racist and sexist? You know what his response was? He blocked me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's there. I think the bigger problem is when we're dealing with it with hiring managers as recruiters. When it's so blatant that you're working with a hiring manager that it's racist or sexist. Right. I mean, and here you are having to, to coach them through this, you know. That's the worst. I, yeah, I don't miss the, that at all. The best thing that any recruiter or manager or director of talent can do is sit in on interviews and observe the way the questions are asked, who's asking them, and train the hiring right. managers. It's hard to do, and it takes time, but it pays off, and it's, it's something that, none of, that most people don't do, and even the hiring managers, the more they have bias, the more they don't want you in there. No, and it, when they okay. point it out to them for the first time, it's, it's incredible, right? I mean, the defensiveness at first and the denial, and, you know, but to show them it, well, it, what's happening in that moment is huge. Well, and also sometimes they don't even know they're doing it. I mean, exactly, exactly. Things, but the the obvious things I could name I could name global companies that are horrid at hiring and interviewing, and other ones that sometimes you point it out and it's like, oh God, really? I out that that's what that means, or that or and others are like, so. Mm-hmm. Well, JT specifically names one kind of bias. Uh, and her buddy, Eddie Nathanson, uh, names another. JT says there's bias against overweight people and that recruiter, they're not a protected class. So you can't really uh, go right to, down to the finish line no. for that, but you should, try to def- you should try to defend them if you think the hiring manager is, um, is biased against them because of their weight. Am I right about that, JT? It, absolutely. I mean, I have seen managers who are assessing the person when they walked in based on how fit they are, right? It's usually this uber fit manager has complete ideas about what being healthy is 
and is projecting that onto the candidate. Which is one well, good reason to have. Why, why would you complain about yeah. that? It's culture. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not necessarily. What if he's what if he's just the one d bag manager in the in the building? Or even better, yeah. you know, why why would we why would we actually bias against the four hundred pound coder when he might be the key person that hacked the DNC? Yeah, you know, the thing about culture is no, the thing about culture is you have to sit down and make a list of what culture is to you. And I think when that list gets long and excessive, that's where you start to have all those problems. I think when you simplify what culture is Th- that creates that ability to have that diversity and still have that you know what, ability to stay cohesive and, and productive. Well, and there's Nobody, two things you could do. Go ahead. Two things you can do to overcome it. Number one, always start with a phone interview. It takes away a lot of the bias. And two, if you want to figure out what JT just said on culture, go look for the employee value proposition, and you can do that after talking to half a dozen people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, we're coming near the end of the show. Is there something we haven't talked about, JT, that you've got burning and you're wishing that I would have come to it, that, that you want to tell everybody? No, this was no. great. I told you, I was coming yeah. in for Type 3 fun today, and I'm, I'm going to go with this was Type 2 fun. I'm pretty pretty psyched. Type 2? I told you it's Type, type 1B. Two. Type 2 fun <laughs> is like, Type 3 fun is going we're to the dentist. Okay, you're happy that you, you know, your teeth are going to be safe, but you don't enjoy it. Type 2 is like, I don't know, it's like going for a colonoscopy and you have to fast. No, it's, like, it's like doing a tough mother. It's like, do, yeah, it's like doing a triathlon, right? It's not fun in the moment, but you're psyched afterwards. I don't know but anything about good. triathlon. Good. I survived. Okay. <laughs> you did it? You ran a triathlon? You did it? Gosh, no. No. Okay. No. You've got a fitness company as well. Am I right about that? That's my hobby career. Yes, I am a fitness instructor. Okay, you, this is what you I got do. This recruiting thing and thing. Okay, so let me see if my la- anybody got a question for her? Final question. Yes. <laughs> as a as Go a ahead. fitness instructor, um, can you recommend a few like cool brands and styles that I might be able to buy to look like I was working out? <laughs> That's pretty much every manufacturer out there now. Is Adidas right? still making uh, stuff? I mean, who's who's got the trendy stuff? Okay, you know yeah. what? Forget it. Animal about does. Here. Animal fitness. Rough. Yeah, you know, I should start. Yeah, start an animal uh, fitness uh, line. Uh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. At, okay. here, it's here, called Half Leisure Wear. JT, apparently, uh, I don't know if it's true, but lots of interviewers are trying to be Facebook friends with the candidates now, okay? Is that a no no, or what, what would you, you know, tell people if, well, you, you know, they said. I mean, that, you know. I know you don't need to be Facebook friends with them anymore because you, you can use Messenger. So it's easier just to use Messenger and Facebook and not, not be friends with them. Okay, that's, that's the answer. And Messenger is easy yeah. to see now. You, you don't lose. You know, it's still not so easy to see because you have to click on uh, message referrals or something. There's one little line of text that you have to click on, and I think a lot of people don't know about that. Okay. Well, and I don't think you should reach out. If they're active on Facebook, it's one thing, right? I, I always research if they're active on Facebook and they look – like they'd be open to it, then you can message them. But if they're not active, then, yeah. What about text, what about text messaging? It's first, a first form of contact. Text messaging. First form, first first form of contact? contact? No. Yeah. Gosh, no, that's a little intrusive. Oh, my goodness. Why not? Uh, a, Why not? Oh. No, hey, totally I mean, cool. you know what? There you go. You could do guerrilla recruiting. For some people, it might work. I, I can't imagine okay. myself doing it, but for someone, it might work. Go check out. Check it out on YouTube. Go into YouTube and write in yes. Recruit Hub. Recruit 
Hub. Recruit Hub. You only have to do it once. That's the way to find these people. They're smart and they're good, but they don't know enough to get a URL. I, I, I have to teach you about that after the show. <laughs> JT, fair enough. Alan Floor, Kathy Mattis, Jerry, uh, Jim Durbin, Michael G. Cox, and everybody else. Thank you! Bye. Music. Music. Oh.